Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, people are starting to get it. The Cardinals can run the football and run it very, very well. A big reason why? The offensive line. No matter who gets plugged in and at whatever spot, they succeed. A credit to them and a credit to the coaching staff. But first, the team is getting healthy at the right time. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 507, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins. Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. So right off the top, I don't believe in jinxes, so I have no reservations with what I'm about to say. Unless, of course, you, MJ, if you believe in jinxes and all that knock-on-wood stuff. I don't. Okay. Watching practice on Thursday, which this week was a typical Wednesday, given the Cardinals play on Monday, so a little bit different kind of pace this week. Anyway, watching the open portion of practice – That was about as healthy as I've seen this team in a really, really long time. And Bird Gang, if you do believe in stuff stuff like that, jinxes or whatever, go ahead and knock on wood, throw some salt over your shoulder. But it was good to see darn near everyone on the practice field. Yeah, and, you know, they they didn't have their bye week until week 12, and then they come out of the bye week and they have to play the Bears on the road. And you didn't get everyone back, but th- this is the plan. When they get all their players back, and we should not just talk about you know the Chase Edmonds and Justin Pugh's, and you know we'll we'll know more on Pugh over the next couple of days. But you're talking about good special teams players coming back. You know Charles Washington, you know he's, he's he provides depth like Chris Banjo, special teams player. Jonathan Ward, he may not get the carries, special teams player. Aaron Brewer. There's no issues with Aaron Brewer, Andy Lee, and Matt Prater when it comes to having experience. So, yeah, we look at the starters, but special teams players. We know that the back of the roster, probably five to nine guys, strictly on this roster, not only for depth but play on special teams. The news before practice began, you mentioned the three names: Chase Edmonds, Aaron Brewer, Charles Washington, designated to return from IR. We'll see if they get activated this week. Rashard Lawrence back on the field. This is a second straight week of practice for him. Last week, the indication was that he would be activated ahead of the game against the Rams. Again, we will see if that is the case. Justin Pugh, you brought him up. Good to see Justin Pugh on the practice field. He has not played since week nine, and in that game, he got hurt on the second drive of the game at San Francisco. So it's really been almost four full games in which we haven't seen Pew at left guard. Now, it certainly sounded like listening to Cliff Kingsbury that the odds of seeing Pew on the field on Monday, not very good. He wanted to wait until Friday when the pads are put on and how guys are moving, specifically Justin Pew, when the shoulder pads are on. You do a little bit more activity as far as game situations and the game-like feel. So as optimistic as it was to see 67 on the field right now, I, I just I just don't know about this week. Well, the, the good news is Sean Harlow, 
Sean Harlow, it's a great story. The, the fact that, you know, if he didn't get the call from the Cardinals, he was going to move on with his life. He got a ton of reps in training camp when Pugh was out next to Hudson and DJ Humphreys. And we know Max Garcia, who addressed the media on Thursday. It looks like he'll be your right guard. So it's not like you're you're going down to the bottom of the barrel. Sean Harlow is giving this team a lift. And we know at the end of the day, Sean Kluger is going to play the best five guys. But it also means guys like Josh Jones and, you know, some of the others when it comes to, you know, adding that extra blocker or, you know, a guy that's it's on, the, uh, on the kickoff. I'm sorry. When you're kicking a field goal or an extra point, they're on the field. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, again, the fact that right now just two guys on IR, or I should say Kylie Fitz and, and Max Williams, there's a possibility J.J. Watt could come back. This is remarkable. You, you see teams have 10 to 12 IR guys not scheduled to return. So, and this is the perfect time of the year where you want to be in this boat because we always talk about the healthiest team is going to be playing in late January and in February. In certain positions, if the guys go down, yes, next man up. But that's why I give Colt McCoy a ton of credit. When he came in, won two out of three games. James Conner carried the load until Chase gets back. So I kind of like where they are. And I love the energy on the practice field. And something we really haven't talked about this year, Craig, you know, we talk about this Cardinals offense and where they're ranked in a lot of different categories. And we look at the defense, where they're ranked. Well, they go against each other in practice. Ones so, versus ones. Good well, on good is what we hear that phrase. Good on good. Iron sharpens iron. And so when they go in these games, like, they got to they – gotta, you know, block Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden and to make sure Buda Baker, you know, you're never going to hit the quarterback. But, you know, even if you're going 90%, and that translates what they do on game day. So I think going against one of the top defenses in football against the top offense, that's why we see how well this team plays on game day. And it's not the entire practice. When this was discussed earlier in the season, it was, I think, A.J. Green brought up maybe 10 to 15 snaps. But to your point – how do you measure up and you only get better by going against the best and you do it all the time in training camp, why stop once the regular season begins? Many teams do because, well, you want that scout team look, you want the opposing team look, and you just don't want your best on best, your number ones versus number ones banging each other all the time and you avoid injuries. But here for the Cardinals, again, it has certainly worked all season long. Yeah, and Kingsbury said they're going to wear the pads on Friday. I mean – pretty much every week on Thursday because they don't play on Monday. And that's how you keep your team, you know, to where, yeah, we're not going to wear shells and just uh, helmets. Maybe on Saturday they do that more of a glorified walkthrough just to kind of go through the game plan again make sure everyone's on the same page. But, you know, I just think in, you know, I was getting tested this morning and you know, I think when the clocks change. Your COVID-19 test. Yeah, thank you. Weekly. Weekly. That's right. Let's just make it, you know, everyone knows, make okay. it specific. Okay, thank you. But these guys are getting, before they were getting here like 6.30 in the morning, now they're getting here about 7.15, 7.30. So Kingsbury's allowing these guys to sleep a little bit longer and he's still getting the work in, in the film room, in the, in the, uh, in the uh, film session, individual positions. And then they get out of here at a certain time. So you could see we were, they were on the field a lot earlier in, until the clocks turn, even though we don't change the clocks here in Arizona. So you can tell, and they wear GPSs 
they have a vest so they can tally how many guys, which guys are doing more than others. Obviously, if you're a depth guy or a practice squad guy, you're going to run the scout team. So, uh, but I just like the energy and how they compete and practice against each other, and that shows up on Sundays and hopefully on Mondays uh, this week. It was not a surprise to see Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins on the field, but I do think it was important that they were on the field for the first official practice of the week because it means that they came out of that game in Chicago okay. Their first action in more than a month, and both came out of it very well. Now they had a little bit of an extra day to recover from that game against the Bears, but Kyler Murray, in addressing the media, said, yeah, his ankle was sore. It was to be expected, regardless of how many snaps he played or what he did. But the fact, and he touched on this, he was able to do everything. No restrictions with respect to his scrambling, running ability, and just playing Kyler Murray-type football. So you come out of that, and now all of a sudden, hopefully, you're ready for the next five games, including this one on Monday Night Football. But the rests and the impatience, if you will, that we might have had on the outside, but the patience that the team showed and the players showed as far as, hey, let's give it some more time. We're okay. Look, Colt McCoy, everyone else is stepping up. We don't quite need you right now. Yes, you want to play. Yes, you want to be on the field. You want to be a part of everything. But let's think big picture. What is the goal of this team this season? Yeah, and, you know, something you discussed earlier in the week on Cards Cover 2, and you may have mentioned on the Red Sea Report, just, you know, we go back to week one. You you had your starting five, which basically we got an idea towards the end of training camp and then how they lined up uh, depth chart-wise. Obviously, Brian Winters was, you know, they were hoping he would be a depth guy. So Josh Jones. But how many different line combinations – and if I'm not mistaken, D.J. Humphreys is the only player that has started every single game? He's the only offensive player. Offensive period. player? Not just offensive lineman, but wow. offensive player that has started all 11 games. He is, if you will, the last man standing, the only man standing each and every week. But eight different offensive line combinations, seven of those over the last 10 games. By comparison, this week's opponent, the Rams, they've had two offensive line combinations, meaning they've only had one change this entire season on the offensive line. It was a one-game miss by right tackle, excuse me, left tackle Andrew Whitworth. That was the only change that they have. Now, the other thing that I noted is the same five-man combination because we talk about it in the offseason, you want that chemistry. You want five guys to work together as a team and never leave the field. Well, the Cardinals have only had the same five-man combination for two straight games. It's never happened three games in a row. Now, that has a chance to change this week. If Hugh does not return, then you would have Humphreys, Harlow, Hudson, Garcia, and Beecham. They were those five guys. Wins at Seattle, at Chicago, potentially against the Rams here on Monday Night Football. Those are your five best linemen. At the moment, Justin Pugh becomes the wild card in all of this. Yeah, and, and Harlow started four games, one at center. And the last three games, he was at left guard. Obviously, Justin Pugh's been out. And then, you know, with Max Garcia being healthy, he, he's, he's, he's the starter at right guard. And he got a chance to play center. Um, and then they had to go to their third-string center, Harlow. And he was able to, you know, stand up and, and get the job done. So, you know, again, you want to have your, your horses out there, which is your left and right tackle. You definitely want to have your center. And then the, the way that Max Garcia's played and the fact that he, you know, was on this roster 
uh, last year, obviously coming off the injury from Denver, um, he's given his team a spark also. I mean, again, you can never have enough depth at that position. I think we talked about this when we got a chance to talk to Kugler in the offseason. He really wanted to go too deep. Uh, you only can dress eight on game day. But I think, you know, where they are and considering no long-term injuries yet, okay, that they're able to get through. But that is a great stat. The only offensive player to start all 12 games is Hump. I, I just thought we were talking about the offensive line. Yeah. Connor? James Connor has not started every single game. Okay. He's I mean, played now, them. when we talk about starting, okay. and one, this is the, this is, it's, it's one snap. <laughs> it's, it's a big deal. If this guy and, – and we can – you and I were looking up. Zavin Collins started in week one because they went three inside backers, yeah. correct? Okay. So it's 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 a it's an important distinction that players like oh I started I started you get your name called ahead of time but it literally is one snap of the football. But you're right because when you go to Pro Football Reference games played games started and usually games played unless you're hump usually is pretty equal or Kyler Murray because he didn't he he was out so in other words. He, he didn't get knocked for that. It's games played versus games started. That's why sometimes it's better to look at snap count, yes. percentage of snaps played versus, hey, did you start or not? Because you could start, and again, you don't see the field the rest of the time. But you bring up Garcia and Harlow, two of those unsung players offensively for the entire team. But Garcia earlier on Thursday – First, Kingsbury was asked about Max Garcia as far as his insertion into the starting lineup. And Garcia reminded everyone he was the backup center until the season started. I mean, he took zero snaps at either guard position during training camp. He was Rodney Hudson's backup. Now things changed, and he had to play a little center and be ready at the guard spot. But Kingsbury's words were that Garcia earned the starting job. It wasn't so much that Josh Jones lost it, but Garcia exceeded him as far as his play. And you talk to Garcia about that as a, hey, I'm asked to do a job. I do a job to best of my ability. I don't want to be, quote, the weak link when I come in there on the offensive line. So love his attitude, but it's the ability to come in at a moment's notice, that next man up, if you will. Well, he's not the next man up. He is now the man at right guard. Yeah, and he brings a lot of experience. He brings toughness there. And, you know, they can say he's earned it, but obviously Josh Jones was disappointing. And and I'm not giving up on him because technically he played left tackle at Houston 40 starts, and he was projected to be the right tackle. And then you had Justin Murray in here. He could play right guard and right uh, right guard and right tackle. I'm sure he can play left guard. But position flexibility. Now, you want to leave Hump and Beecham. They have the size to play on the outside. Hey, at one point, Pugh could have been the backup center. And, and in the interior, you know how I feel sometimes you can hide those guys. But um, position flexibility and defined roles, that's where you know you're staying on the depth chart. couple other notes from practice. Jonathan Ward on the practice field, activated off the reserve COVID-19 list. Hadn't seen him since that scary collision he had against the Packers game, and that was at the end of October. So good for him. And then once again, it was a very limited amount of time, but J.J. Watt was seen working out on the side, doing some light pass sets against the padded goalposts. He's moving that arm very well. Now, again, that's moving the arm versus going up against somebody and pushing back, but it certainly looks like it is a possibility. I don't even know a percentage. We haven't even had a chance to talk with J.J., but 
the goal that he has set that, hey, postseason, the possibility, that first wild card weekend, divisional playoff game, just to be able to say, hey, if you need me, I'm ready. And obviously, J.J. Watt, healthy or at 80%, is better than a lot of defensive linemen at 100%. Yeah, to say they don't need him would be a false statement. I just don't know what the rush would be until the postseason. The last thing you want to do is have a setback. And, you know, if Rashard Lawrence can return, you know, Zach Kerr's come in here and give this team a lift. We know about the starters. We know about the rotation. Uh, I would not rush J.J. Watt back. I want to see him in the playoff game because when he wears number 99, you have to defend him. We talk about quarterbacks and offensive coordinators when they're game planning that week. you got to ID 99. you got to ID 55. you got to ID 44, thir- 3, 9. So it, it creates more uh, more work for the opposing team. But, I, I, again, they know more than I do. I have no idea the extent of the injury based on the reports. And so I, I don't even know 1%. But I, to me, uh, they need him, but I would not rush him back. Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As we get deeper and deeper into the week, meaning we are closer and closer to week 14, Cardinals and the Rams on Monday Night Football First things first, though, and updates on Pro Bowl voting. One, make sure you do vote. There is only one more week left to vote now through December 16th. NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. The Cardinals still have eight players in the top ten at their respective positions. We're talking about Kyler Murray. Uh, we're talking about Calvin Beecham. We're talking about Buda Baker, Marcus Golden, Chandler Jones, Rodney Hudson, Byron Murphy, and Isaiah Simmons. So that's the good news. The bad news, as Darren Urban noted on azcardinals.com, is for whatever reason, it's probably because he hasn't played or there was three games that he missed. Kyler Murray has dropped. He is now ninth overall amongst quarterbacks, fifth in the NFC behind some guys named Brady, Stafford, Prescott, <laughs> and Rodgers. So, I mean, you know, tell, what it is what it is, but when you miss three games out of sight, out of mind, and then you start losing the highlights and people are like, what's going on? And you vote for who you see mostly. There's a silver lining here. 33% peers, he's going to get that. 33% coaching, he's going to get that. Um and if we if we go back to the timeline when you were able to start voting, that was he after the Packers game he he missed so like you said out of sight out of mind so maybe there was just a timing when they started voting. Clearly, you could still vote early and often, but I think he'll get in um, based on peers and and obviously coaches. I just you can't discount you can't argue against him not getting in based off of what he has done so far I mean he's leading the league in completion percentage yards per attempt touchdown percentage and has the best passer rating in the entire league well it's just you know Breeze retired so now Brady takes his spot and then you got Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott he may throw for four to five thousand yards but again when you when you look at 66 or 67 percent I think Kyler's going to get in um, and, and again, we don't want him playing in that game. We want to look at the big picture. But getting voted in is huge for him. Offensive rookie of the year, Pro Bowl player last year. He had fun with it. Obviously, a lot of um, video games and stuff like that. But it's and it's, it looks good to where you, he started and where he could be in the future. So they all want those. And I don't know the last time Tom Brady's ever played in a Pro Bowl game. 
That's a, He's usually busy, right? That's a, one, yeah. The Super Bowl <laughs> knocks him out of consideration, and then most of the time he'll pull himself out of consideration because it's a, it's, it's a magical part. When the season ends, all of a sudden it's like, I just don't think I can play. I'm hurt. I'm banged up. Well, if it's a regular season game well, or a postseason game, different story. But Pro Bowl, ah, you know what? It's, I don't know. That shoulder, it's bothering yeah. me a little bit. And and we didn't know about it because he wasn't on the injury. He was playing with a partial tear or tear of the MCL. I mean, Phillip Rivers played with a torn ACL. And, and last year was it was a computer or it was virtual. It's in Vegas this year, correct? Correct. And actually a game? It is. Two-hand touch. Sunday, February 6th at Allegiant <laughs> Stadium. That's what it amounts to, But yeah. it's – I mean, again, the goal is to get to the Super Bowl, but I, a lot of these guys, and I and I don't mean to be redundant, when you have teams like the Chiefs and Bucks last year and even the Ravens in their heyday and the Bills, you get X amount of players in the Pro Bowl. Nothing against the Lions and Texans and Jets. I'm sure they got one guy they're going to recommend – but I don't know how many coaches and players are going to say, "Oh, put that guy in there." So, um, but it's you know, to me, we talk about the Walter Payton, the most prestigious war award in the NFL. Um, obviously, winning the Super Bowl is right up there, and, and getting to the postseason gets up there. But the fact when you look back at your career and say, "I played at a high level," and the fans, my peers, and the coaches recognized it. NFL.com/slash/ProBowlVotes. NFL.com/slash/ProBowlVotes. You can vote now and often before December 16th. So one more week to go in the voting process. Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. All right, let's get into this matchup. Cardinals host the Rams 10-2 and versus 8-4. and State Farm Stadium is the place. 6-15 is the kickoff. 2-30 pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network, and you look at this Cardinals offense and the Rams defense and how Cliff Kingsbury and that coaching staff, do they look back at what worked successfully in the first meeting in week four, or do they do something differently? Because if you look back, 465 yards of total offense, 268 of which came through the air, 216 on the ground. The Cardinals rushed for what is still a season best, 216 yards against a Rams team that right now, not in week four, but right now is top 10 against the run. Yeah, and, and really it was one of those games where you go back to the Tennessee game, possibly you know later in, in the fourth quarter against the Jaguars where basically, and I tweeted out, the Rams know the Cardinals are going to run the ball and they still can't stop. And, and that's, you know, and I'll say this, though. I think once we got to the fourth quarter, they tapped out. Um, guys were just, you know, what, who are they playing next week? And, and that means that they were more physical in the trenches on both sides of the ball. You look at what happened, James Conner, a one-yard touchdown run to make it 34-13 with just over a minute to go in the third quarter. Wow. The very next possession, the Rams turned the ball over on downs. That was the Tanner Vallejo coming across and getting Tyler Higby short of the line to gain. The Cardinals take the ball over at their own one-yard line, and you talk about tapping out 12 plays. 11 of the 11 offensive plays were all on the ground. So that 12th play is a Matt Prater field goal kick, but an 11 play all on the ground, a drive that took eight and a half minutes off the clock, kicked the field goal 37-13. There was another score by the Rams and Stafford, but at that point it was over with. Now, can the Cardinals have another drive in which there are 11 consecutive running plays? 
If you have a lead in the fourth quarter, yes. And I I think that's that's the point right there. You're not going to have it in the first half, but if you get that two-score lead, and that's been the M.O. of this team, you get to a lead, hopefully early, but if you get to a two-score lead at some point by the second half, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, they're going to run this football. And whether that's with James Conner, a returning Chase Edmonds, or just James Conner by himself, like it was last week against the Chicago Bears, this team can run the football. Yeah, and they're averaging over 30 uh, attempts per game. I want to say it's 31. They're coming off 35 there. You're talking about running the ball 40 times against the Rams in the first the first opportunity. Now, they look a little bit different, uh, obviously adding a guy like Von Miller, but I just – and I'll get into my keys on Friday because we'll get a chance to hear from Vance and how they're going to approach this. But uh, I think you can spread these guys out. I really do. I mean, yes, you got to protect the quarterback, and they could go with an extra lineman or a tight end. I think Ertz is more of a pass-catching tight end. Maybe you bring in an extra lineman or Demetrius Harris um, or, or Daniels as an extra blocker. But I want to spread these guys out. Now, you got to worry about you know Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd – and then he throw in Von Miller, but in the secondary, uh, Taylor Rapp is he's he's he showed up against us. It's just really Jalen Ramsey. Now Williams made some strides last year. They lost a couple free agents to Cleveland, so I think you can spread these guys out and throw the ball where that wasn't the scenario based on the weather last week. They only threw it 15 times, 11 for 15, ran to 35, only had 51 or two plays. So this week. Uh, I think that we're going to see the offense. We got a chance to see the entire season. So almost a 180 from what happened in Chicago, because yep. despite the success that the Cardinals had running the football, you look at the numbers for the Rams defensively. They are top ten against the run, second in rushing yards allowed per play, less than four a carry. But against the pass, they are middle of the road, 16th. Now they do get after the quarterback, 32 fourth most in the league and if you are able and that's Aaron Donald and now all of a sudden Von Miller who really hasn't done much in his three games but you have 99 in the middle of that defense and all of a sudden all bets are off because he can take on three different guys that's how good Aaron Donald is but to your point about throwing on the Rams Kyler Murray in the first meeting was pretty efficient 24 32 for 268 and a couple of touchdowns but it's that throw to set up the run later in the game. But you'll see a nice mix, I think, early on in that contest. Yeah, and this is a game where, you know, because of McVay is play calling and he's looking for matchups, and they got some guys that can stretch the field. Obviously, Beckham, Cooper Cup, more of a, you know, sticks guy. He finds his sticks. And then uh, Van Jefferson, he can take the top off the defense. But I don't think Sean McVay is worried about scoring quickly. Some teams don't want to put Kyler Murray back on the field because now you want to get into a shootout. I think McVay runs his team, and then he hopes that their defense behind Raheem Morris can force a turnover. But, yeah, I, like I said, I don't know if it's going to be a shootout. I, I, I like our defense better than them, um, and I definitely like our offense, just the way they're humming all year. And, and, and nothing against Matthew Stafford and, and what they're trying to do over there, but they're going to be a desperate football team come Monday night. Just this team being able to run – the football. It's not what comes to mind. It's not top of mind, though. Watching and listening and reading more national stuff about the Arizona Cardinals because it cannot be ignored when you're ten and two. You have to talk about this team. They're not the sexiest team. They haven't been here in a long time, so they're the newcomers. They're crashing the party, so you don't spend a lot of time on them. But to a certain extent, in the last 
couple of days, more and more people, i.e. Marcus Spears, ESPN, NFL Live, they were talking about Kyler Murray's return and DeAndre Hopkins is back and what Zach Ertz has meant to the offense. And Marcus Spears chimed in. This team, and I'm paraphrasing his words, can run the football and not just when is necessary, but be very effective running the football. And that whole air raid narrative has been thrown out the window. We keep talking about it here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. But are people listening? I think they need to see it. And nationally, they've only seen it once. And that was on Thursday night football and a loss to Green Bay. The second opportunity comes Monday, prime time on Monday night football. Yeah, and I, 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 I really don't want to come across like, you know, we're a small market team. Uh, we're one of 32 in the NFL, and we're, we're the best team in football record-wise, and I can make the case that every game they play this year. But I think people are waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, are they this good? Well, you haven't watched them. Monday night, they're going to showcase it. Everyone's going to be watching. And, you know, I don't I don't worry about power rankings. I couldn't care less power rankings in the, in the first <laughs> 12 or 14 tell me the power rankings when we get to the playoffs or when you you know who's the last four teams playing because those that matters to me but yeah I like like I said I just I feel I feel good about this game because I I just like where this team is at and getting all these guys back and they're practicing and they're going to practice you know um, with up tempo so we shouldn't see um, you know Kyler admitted that maybe he's a little rusty just on the first ball obviously he's talked about not liking to throw in the rain, but everything else worked, and he ran. And I still think they want him to run, Craig. Did you get that from Kingsbury the last couple? Well, maybe on Monday and then today. He brought up on Monday that it was out of necessity, not a necessity right. because of the weather. It is, it is a, it is a part of the offense. I liked it how it was before Kyler Murray got hurt, to where it was when needed if needed, or if he saw something, not a designed run, because I don't think Kyler Murray's in favor of design runs. He'll do it, but it's not something he wants to do. And, and you know, again, he, they they said this in the offseason, it's a luxury, but you know how I feel. if And if you go back, I don't know how many times he got hit in that game. Zero. Zero. I saw, yeah, there was one post on social media that he touched or he carried the ball 11 times, and that included the one-team sack, but at no point was he hit, tackled, or brought down. He, he went down on his own. And he protects his body. Now, again, the last two years, he hasn't been able to be close to 100%. I don't think anybody is, but he's closer than he was after that Green Bay game. Again, I just I just don't want to put the handcuffs on him. Uh, I trust him, but getting the one-two punch back, again, that would be a luxury for Kyler Murray. And if you have, even if you don't have Chase Edmonds this week, he was on the practice field during the open portion, seemed to be moving around fine. But we've seen without Chase Edmonds that this team can still run the football. James Conner is very capable. You do have Eno Benjamin. Now you've got Jonathan Ward back. Tavian Feaster is on the practice squad again. Overall, though, you're talking about the 10th best rushing offense in the National Football League. 19 rushing touchdowns. That's tied for the second most in the league. They rank fourth in rushing attempts per game. The three ahead of them, Ravens, Eagles, and Titans. Well, Ravens and Titans, that's obvious. I mean, they've always been a team, teams that are high up as far as rushing attempts per game, even without the Titans having Derrick Henry. And Colts, Jonathan Taylor. And they have a really good offensive line. They, you know, Quentin Nelson, they, they, they've they drafted well and and – 
quite frankly, Carson Wentz doesn't have to really, you know, put up 300, 400 yards. Now, he may have to, but Jonathan Taylor, you had the stat, and I want to give you credit for it. They're running the ball 48%, 19 touchdowns. They're throwing it 52%, 22 touchdowns. I mean, it's balance. And when Kingsbury was hired, we all did our research. They averaged 140 yards a game at Texas Tech. Now, they're – and they ran the air raid, spread it out. But everyone just thought we were going to throw the ball 65% of the time. That has not happened since he's been here. Now, you can go back to 10 personnel that first month of the season. Clearly, they couldn't protect the edges. They figured it out sooner rather than later. But you're talking about balance on offense. You're never going to be 50-50. And the fact that maybe the numbers reflect it, when this team gets a lead, they run the football. And, and again, I, I, I think you have to show the run early, play action, and then obviously – you know, take advantage of some matchups on the outside. But don't fault or don't penalize the Cardinals for how they get to their running game because it's predicated on scoring early and it's the defense getting the opposing offense off the field, either on a three and out, a punt, or on a takeaway. And we chronicled earlier, 23 takeaways. That's that's more than most teams in the National Football League. So they have a formula, and it's worked through 12 games, even in the two losses, you see when the formula doesn't work, i.e. against the Carolina Panthers, Cardinals turn the ball over and the Panthers jump on them. Now that's what the Cardinals have done, and when you're a better team, you're able to do that. Can the Cardinals do that this week against the Los Angeles Rams, who are very good against the run and have really improved since that contest in Week 4 because they've only allowed 100 rushing yards twice since that Cardinals game in week four. The 49ers ran on them. The Lions ran on them. But it was the 49ers game that I think really opened up a lot of people's eyes as far as that Rams rushing defense when it gets out of whack. You are capable. You can run against them. And it'll be interesting. I'm curious on how much changes or if nothing changes or you go in with one plan and have to adjust based off what Sean McVay and his staff decide to do. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they they go over 30 runs. That tells me, A, they're playing close to the vest or they have the lead. And if they get 65 snaps, you could see 35 attempts and hopefully like, you know, 28 for 35. So, and usually, Craig, when we get to this point in the year, when you look at the plus uh, plus minus when it comes to turnovers, you look at the list, I got to think a lot of those teams are playoff teams, at least when it comes to having winning records. That's the difference. When you're in the bottom, it's tough to overcome. Look at the Bears. Four interceptions. That game was out of reach. Cardinals forced two turnovers. They're up 14 nothing, up 17 nothing. They scored 23 points off their turnover. So when you're in that plus category, and that's complimentary football, we know the Cardinals can score and their defense can force turnovers. Now, you look at this Rams defense and how the Cardinals – handled them in that first meeting. It goes back to how we started off this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, the offensive line, and the job that those five players did protecting Kyler Murray to the point where he was not sacked at all. Excuse me, he was sacked a couple of times, but the job that they did on Aaron Donald, and it was, I'm not a big pro football focus as far as grades weekly, It's a nice tool to have, but when you're able to read Monday morning after week four that Aaron Donald 
had a 51-and-a-half pass rush grade, the lowest of his career, according to Pro Football Focus. That opened up my eyes. Now, that's a lot of Rodney Hudson. That's why you acquired him, to be that anchor on the offensive line. But the entire interior, and I know they move Aaron Donald around a little bit, but those three guys in the middle of that offensive line did a wonderful job on Aaron Donald to the point where he had four tackles, and they were all assisted tackles. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, as that game was going on, um, again, they, they got tired at the end, and Cardinals were running the ball down the throat. He wasn't a factor, and you know clearly he can be a factor, disrupt the, the pocket, uh, split double teams, but they are moving him around. It's not like he's just sitting there uh, going against the center or guard. Uh, there were times he lined up against Beecham. There were times he lined up against D.J. Humphreys, but now you had Vaughn Miller and you got Leonard Floyd. Uh, and 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 I think if there's one area where I think they lost some uh, some players was the linebacker core. You know, even though Leonard Floyd's he's a guy that can put his hand in the dirt, um, he can rush the passer. But their linebackers, remember when they had Ogletree and some other guys? It just seemed like they had more athleticism at that linebacker position. They've got Von Miller, who they acquired, although in three games he has zero sacks. Leonard Floyd leads the team with eight sacks. He did have a sack against Kyler Murray in week four. Aaron Donald on the season, seven sacks, eight tackles for loss, three passes, defense, two forced fumbles. So Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald, maybe not the numbers that we've come to expect from a three-time defensive player of the year. But that is that front seven right there. Now you got Troy Reader on the inside and Ernest Jones as well, but not the typical names, the Michael Brockers. That's certainly Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn, guys that are doing well, i.e. Robert Quinn in Chicago, doing very, very well. But it is still a very capable defense that is maybe not as dominant as in years past, but still up there as far as some of the metrics are concerned. Yeah, Rams are tied with Seattle. Uh plus three. Uh, They have 17 takeaways, and they've given the ball away 14 times, 10 interceptions, four fumbles. The top team is the Colts, plus 13, Arizona, plus 12, New England, plus 10, Buffalo, plus 9, Green Bay, plus 9, Tampa. What are all those teams, Craig? Playoff teams. That's how it works, and I don't want to bore our listeners, but if you look at the bottom, Jets, minus 16, Jacksonville, minus 15, Baltimore minus eight. They could be a playoff team. Chicago minus eight. Um, Tennessee minus seven. So you in Kansas City, we know how they started off. But when you, when you're you're minus double digits, not good. Protect the football. It seems obvious, but you protect the football, you give yourself a better chance to win. And as we continue here on Cardinals Cover Two, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals and the Rams coming up on Monday Night Football. It is week 14 national television on Monday Night Football. One other quick notes on the defense, and you bring up Jalen Ramsey. As far as, as as much as he moves around, and we always focus on Ramsey and Hopkins, but I don't remember too many one-on-one matchups in that first meeting earlier in the year. No, and and. Kind of like Jamal Adams, uh, they like to move him around. Sometimes he'll be playing the box, but he is clearly their best corner, one of the best cover corners in football. Do they play zone? They go man to man because now you got to worry about AJ Green, 
and we talk about it. The Cardinals can go at least three deep at their corner position. Some teams can only, they only have two, and then they use a guy in the slot, and you can exploit that. So that's why when I get to my keys tomorrow, uh, I'm definitely looking at the Cardinals passing against that secondary. But, again, they got to stop the front seven for the Rams in order to do that. Kyler Murray threw to seven different receivers in that first matchup. A.J. Green, five catches. Max Williams, before getting hurt, five catches. D-Hop, Edmonds, each with four. Rondell Moore, three. James Conner, two. And Christian Kirk with just one. Christian Kirk has been playing very, very well as of late. Sometimes they find him, sometimes they don't. But I'm very curious, again, to our original theme here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. They can run the football. And they showed that in week four. Yet, to your point, do we see now with Kyler Murray back with a game under his belt, 15 pass attempts, does he get that in the first quarter, in the first half, and try to get this offense humming with perhaps a returning Justin Pugh on the line, a returning Chase Edmonds in the backfield, get those offensive starters back for the first time in a long, long time as far as a complete unit? Yeah, I think you uh, touched on it uh, maybe going into the bye week. You know, when we talked about these these final six games, no style points. I mean, yes, you want if you want to put up 400 yards again and run for 200, uh, but they're they're going to run their offense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to utilize play action. They're going to try to get in third and short. Where now all of a sudden, are they going to pass it? They're going to run it. They're going to throw it. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 a scenario where this team feeds off each other. And the good news is the defense has been playing really well and the offense is confident that they won't have to possibly get in a shootout. But like I said, I don't think McVay is worried about leaving Kyler Murray. They, they want to score and they want to score within three to five plays. That's just their offense. Now the question becomes get Matthew Stafford off his spot and put him in third and long. And I, and I think the Cardinals pass rushers can tee off and then you can try to get some interceptions. 6.15 is the kickoff on Sunday. If you're heading to the game, even if you're not, the Cardinals are hosting a toy drive prior to kickoff, collecting new unwrapped toys for Arizona Helping Hands. There will be drop-off lo- drop off locations around State Farm Stadium. A QR code will also be placed at the drop-off locations for those who wish to make a monetary contribution. Instead, you can go to azcardinals.com for more information, especially if you want to contribute and are not planning on being in attendance on Monday. Before we leave here, a congratulations to Buda Baker, the Cardinals nominee for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. This is the eighth annual award, and in fact, Larry Fitzgerald won this award back in 2014. So we talked about the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Fitz got that. He also got the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. I don't think there's an award that he did not receive in his career. That's well, remarkable when you, outside when of – play 17 years. Oh, and, and you stick you, around long enough, Fitz, you can get anything. Yeah, <laughs> but it's nice because both of those guys, again, we look at them as football players. We talked about Beecham and Buda Baker. It, it's, it's what they do off the field, the sportsmanship they have. Uh, and, and, again, I, I, they could have picked 20 guys on this team, but I think they got it right. Uh, obviously, Beecham and then Buda Baker. And, again, Buda Baker's a great guy off the field. He loves uh, mingling with the fans. Um, so, I, I, again, I'm, I'm thrilled because at the end of the day, you look at their stats, but this this will mean something when they decide, when they retire. Like, I was that guy, you know. Uh, not the Walter Payton, but also just uh, amplifying – it's not about football all the time. It's what you, who you are as a person. Sportsmanship 
on the field. Yep. And this award, the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award, there will be eight finalists, and then the winner is determined by a vote of current players. Nice. So this is, once again, you are recognized by your peers and what you do on the field, how you act on the field. Let's go, Fitz. <laughs> Let's go. Buda Baker. By the way, we are still on baby watch. I have not heard anything you know as what? the time as we record here that uh, Buda Baker and Jordan Hicks both expecting at any moment, at any time. Let's just hope it's well ahead of Monday. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, first thing I did was look for Buddha today on the field. <laughs> Looking for number three and number 58. They're here. Okay, good yeah, news. Yeah. Well, I got to assume both are likely in the Valley. I know Jordan Hicks spends time in Texas in the offseason. Um, so you don't have to get on the plane. And uh, we just wish uh, everyone's healthy and obviously welcome uh, two individuals into the or two babies into the new world. And Matt Prater and his wife. Welcome to New Edition already. So yeah, it the, must be in the water. The family is expanding <laughs> here in 2021. All right, MJ, you've got a homework assignment. Uh, you good? You ready? I'm ready. I, I'm ready. Uh, I'm fired up. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching December football tonight. We'll see if the Steelers uh, and the Vikings, because we know if the Vikings lose and the Packers went on Sunday night against the Bears, they're going to clinch the their division title. Really no race there based on what's happening behind them. But not the number one C, and that's important to know. Yes. Cardinals, they know if they win on Monday, they are in. If they make it two straight wins Monday and Sunday against the Detroit Lions, they will clinch the NFC West. That is what is at stake, although, and we'll get into this later on in the week, the players and coaches not focused on any of that, not biting on any of the questions that have been asked during this week about the importance, the magnitude of this matchup on Monday Night Football. Don't make it bigger than it is. Yes, heard that a lot over the last several days. <laughs> and on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.